Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is Denver Dave, and we're here to talk about the NFL. How's it going, man? Yeah, it's not bad. Tiring weekend. Tiring weekend? Yeah. With the sun, or with having to watch your Broncos? Well, I mean, less of that, but... <laughs> There'll be plenty of that in this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, more having another human being being sick on me all the time. And poo, mm. let's not forget the poo as well. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. So, uh, welcome everyone to the week two review show, slash week three preview. Uh, we're going to cover off the games that happened. Um, we won't focus on all the games, because some of them were fairly routine, but yeah. we've picked out our favourite eight, which is half, Dave, of the 16... NFL games for week two. Yes. Good. So uh, we're going to start off with the Thursday night game. All the way back in last Thursday night, it, it was like the a long time does done it. It was the Cincinnati Bengals losing thirty five thirty to the Cleveland Browns in the AFC North matchup. What do we want to talk about really on this one? Is it Joe Burrow looking very poised in his second start? Three hundred sixteen yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah. I mean, lost a fumble, but doing very well. I think what we saw, um, if we go back one year, so let's go back in time. Oh no, we're doing back a week. <laughs> no, if you go back one year, what we what we have really is uh, one team who was tipped by many incorrectly for the Super Bowl, yeah, and one team who was tipped for the first overall pick. Now, mm. only one of those realities was actually realised. Yeah, and what we're looking at now is two first overall picks coming against each other. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'd have said to you, Jim, you don't know anything about the NFL, well, we know that. Here are here is a game between two overall first and overall picks. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. now one of them has been in the league for what is it? His third year. Yeah. Yeah. So one's been in his third year, and one's in for his second ever game. Which one is it, Jem? <laughs> I guarantee you would have given the incorrect answer. Well, Baker ended up with a better overall rating. He had 219 pass yards, uh, 16 completions on 23 targets, two touchdowns, one interception. The overall rating was 110.6. Yeah, he had a better rating, mm. but let's not forget the Bengals were chasing the game, Yes, and he had very little on the ground. And as we know, the less you have on the ground, the less you have in the air. Te- that tends to be it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the most part, I'm not surprised his rating was better, but the overall performance, I mean, Burrow, Burrow just blew him out of the water. He, yeah, but Burrow threw the ball 61 times. Yes, that was the other thing I was going to mention. <laughs> um, you can't throw it. I mean, so in... So far this season, Burrow's thrown it more times than anyone. Mm. So he's thrown it 61 times this week. Cleveland have only thrown it 62 all season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're heavily reliant on him, and he looks good. He, I've, I've got nothing against him. What do you think's worse, the Bengals O-line or the Bengals D-line? Um, defensive line. Yeah? Yeah. It, we've seen time after time for the past, really, I mean, years, that the, the, <laughs> the Browns, years. Yeah, the Browns <laughs> can't keep a defensive line away from their quarterback. They can't do it. They managed it this week, which is a bit strange, because we were saying with players like Dunlap, for example, coming in, yep. um, there's every chance that the the Bengals should be a lot better. Mm. Um, but they just didn't really lay lay much of a hand on uh, on May- Mayfield for throughout all of the game. And they um, just allowed the running game to develop for the Browns. Well, so Nick Chubb, 22 carries, 124 yards and two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt, 10 carries, 86 yards and a touchdown. Any time they wanted to stop them, they just would not stop the Browns from moving the ball down the field. But did you see who was the wingman, who was the blocker for Nick Chubb throughout most of this game? Andy Yanovich. <laughs> Your favourite player. <laughs> I love Yanovich. He's brilliant. The touchdown that, um, I think it was the 11-yard touchdown that uh, Chubb scored. If anyone wants to know why mm. 
if anyone wants to know why Nick Nick Chubb's rated so highly, go and have a look at that first uh, that eleven yard touchdown in the first quarter. He had about four people hanging off him. Yano yep. created a gap. He just went straight through it and just pounded through to the line. It was superb. Being fair to Kareem Hunt, he also did get a receiving touchdown in the game, another yep. fifteen yards. Oh, Kareem Hunt was great as well. Yeah, it's a great one-two combination they've got there now. Probably the best in the league. It's just a damn shame that there's no offensive line to back it up. No. If they had the Green Bay offensive line, they'd be running for miles. It'd be <laughs> insane. Yeah. I mean, both of these teams have got pretty dire offensive lines, but yeah. if you checked out the Bengals fans after the game, all they talked about was the O-line just being so porous. Um, Joe Burrow took three sacks in the game, a lot of QB hits as well. Yeah. It wasn't pretty, but at the same time, he was managing to get the ball out. Uh, Tyler Boyd had seven catches for 72 yards and a touchdown. CJ Uzma had 42 yards and a touchdown. Mike Thomas had a touchdown as well for them. Um, Not the Michael Thomas, but Mike Thomas. Uh, The bad news for the uh, receiving core of the Bengals is that CJ Uzma was then cutted off with an Achilles injury later in the game. So, one of his... uh, when you outlets when, is gone yeah but that's one of I mean that's literally the only tight end really he has I, mm. I can't name another Bengals tight end really and that's still thought to Tyler, be a season ender as well that yeah one. Tyler Reifert's gone to the Jags yes um, and he might pop up later on actually he had a decent game down in uh, Tennessee mm. it was unfortunately the running game of the Browns that was allowed to develop which cost me my bet from last week which was that both quarterbacks would throw for over 300 yards yeah I mean again though Burrow hit over 300 yards well, yeah, that's what I didn't. <laughs> is, is Baker Mayfield the fourth best quarterback in the AFC North because let's be honest he's not better than Roethlisberger I know Roethlisberger's no. at the end of his career immobile and nowhere near as good as he was take age out of it he's still not as good as Roethlisberger he's just not he's not better than Lamar Jackson and on the quarterback showdown I'm preferring Joe maybe, Burrow. Maybe at throwing the ball, he's better than Lamar. Uh, I disagree with that as well. I mean, no, cause when you, when you talk about throwing it, you're also talking about decision making. And Baker Mayfield makes some bonehead decisions sometimes. I know, I know, Lamar Jackson is not exactly the purest of throwers. No, um, his ability to scramble and make yards gives him that extra edge. But on, in the air again, I still prefer him. If, if he didn't have the legs he had, I'd still prefer him. If I had to pick one to start a game for me, it would be Lamar Jackson weighing up everything yes but saying that Bay- Baker Mayfield's the fourth best QB it, no, in the no, AFC North doesn't mean he's the worst quarterback no no, no it's it was like, a question is he the fourth best because I mean possibly for the Browns have been you know hoping that this guy can be there I mean how long how long have the Browns been after a franchise quarterback for forever <laughs> I mean literally since forever uh, since they've been accepted quite a while yeah. yeah quite a while um, so I don't necessarily hang my hat on Baker Mayfield I think there's uh yeah, there's a lot of things that he does wrong. Um, He's probably the best one they've had out of the last like 27 quarterbacks that they've started. Uh, probably right. Yeah, I am right. Yeah, I think <laughs> you might be, but I mean that's not saying a huge amount. No. Um, I think this was one of Baker Mayfield's better games. Mm-hmm. Um, they won the game. Yeah, they yeah. won the game. That's they won they the game, but they won the game against a team who went what was it one and fifteen last season? Haven't won this season, and essentially haven't really improved all that much in free agency no um, so yes they won the game but there's sometimes a win is not always a win if that makes sense sometimes <laughs> a win can actually be a loss before we move on we better just talk quickly about um, OBJ we obviously slated him in week one quite yeah. rightly he had a much better game this week uh, just four catches but 74 yards and a touchdown longest reception was 43 yards so 
that's kind of how you want to use him. Don't try and force yep. the ball ten times into him. No, absolutely. Use him when you can spread the ball out. Much, much better this week. I've, I've been keeping more of a close eye on him because, uh, unfortunately, I ended up, ended up with him in fantasy um, on one of my other leagues. But you started him? No, I, I forget. Yeah, I had to start him. I've got no one else. <laughs> I forgot about the draft. This is in one of my other, other leagues. Um, I forgot about it and it auto-simmed and it took um, OBJ in round one. <laughs> How gutted was I? <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Okay, well, let's let's move on from that Thursday night game, Dave. That was that was so far away. We don't yeah. need to think about it anymore. Let's talk about the best game of the week, and that was the Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Denver Broncos. I mean, it was twenty six twenty one. It absolutely was <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Uh, ben Roethlisberger's rattled off the stats. So twenty nine completions on forty one passes for three hundred and eleven yards, two touchdowns, one interception, uh, QB rating of ninety eight point seven. Um, shall I do Jeff Driscoll first or Drew Locke for stats? Whatever turns you on. Uh, Drew Locke, so he completed one of five passes, uh, 20 yards on that, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, before, so the play that he got injured on, it was a TJ Watt almost swiped his leg out. He tried to stay on his feet and then got absolutely clattered by Bud Dupree. Fell on the ball, I believe it was, and that kind of hurt his he arm fell on shoulder. The ground well, the ground arm. was there as well, Dave, obviously. Wow. When you fall, you tend to hit the yeah, ground. Yeah, get on with but it. I think the ball was in, in play as well. Ball bounces out. There's a turnover. And then, of course, you have to move in big uh, JDTD. Yep. Jeff Driscoll. He had a very good game. Cool. Well, he didn't. He did. He had 18 completions on 34 passes, 256 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, but a rating of 84.9. 54% completion rating. Well, considering <laughs> he's a backup... Okay, backups still, and we've seen in this league how many how many starters got injured last year. Backups need to be there to come in and start games. Mm. You know that being a Steelers fan I as do. much as anyone. I so do. don't start giving it all of that. Because well, he threw two touchdown passes. Dave. Okay, how much? How disappointed are you with this game? Because you've got to be more disappointed than I am. No, really? No, I'm alright. Did you not massively underachieve in this game? At one point, were we not still in it at the end? I mean, the fact that it's, we're even in this conversation, this should have been a blowout. You should have been absolutely killing us by the end of it, and you weren't. Quite frankly, you should be bloody ashamed of yourself. Dave, I'm going to bring in another sporting analogy, okay? Go for it. Formula One. You yep. love talking about Formula One. So, Lewis Hamilton yep. wins races by staying just over a second ahead of his teammate, Valtteri Bottas. He could incorrect. No, he could go out, no, wait. No, most of the time Dave. he's about thirty five seconds ahead, but they only have by to, the end. But they only have to pull him, given up all but they have to life. pull him back because of the safety car. That's no, normally no, no. what happens, kid. He stays he stays away from the DRS range so he can just manage the race and get through to the end. And that's what we were doing. We took our you know, took our foot off the gas. So you're saying that, you're saying that we Lewis knew we were gonna win the game. Lewis, Lewis Hamilton's the great analogy to have. The guy who normally wins races by thirty-four seconds. No, you won. You won. You won this game by four points. Two thirds of the race, he's just over a second ahead. That's, that's just not true. <laughs> that's just not true. I'm sorry. This should have been an utter blowout with the injuries the Broncos had. We lost our starting quarterback. We had to bring in a guy who's only ever played about four NFL games and never played for but us. He did play last year for the Lions. Lo- Several he games. He played about four games with the Lions before he got injured and David Blau blunt. There you go, you remembered him. I remembered him this week because <laughs> he was mentioned last week. Um, we lost our main wide receiver. Mm. So he's out Portland Sutton had 66 yards on the game. Now gone for the season. Um, we've lost our starting right tackle who didn't start the game, was out completely. We played Elijah Wilkinson against your pass rush. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I like Elijah Wilkinson, but he's not going to be stopping that pass rush anytime soon. Okay. Um, you can't run the ball against Pittsburgh what? you can't run the ball against Pittsburgh you just can't 
So, and we had Philip in, uh, Philip Lindsay was out injured. So we had essentially Royce Freeman and uh, Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Gordon, and we're just not going to get any yards with our offensive line. So we had to we had to throw it in the air. I mean, the fact that we were still in it come the end of the game is a miracle. And I, I, if I'm you, I'm genuinely disappointed. So I, I was watching this oh, game boy. live. I was watching this game live on Bet365. So if you ever want to watch your own teams, just go on to Bet365, sign up. Don't even need to put a bet on. You can watch all games live. So I was watching this Ooh. game live. Did you not know that? No. No, yeah. Go on Bet365. You can just stream and watch. You have to have money in your account, enough money to place a bet. You don't actually have to do anything. Right. Um, click on it. You can watch your game live, completely live, and watch Red Zone as well. So you have both strung at the same time. Um, and I was watching this game live and at one point I thought oh, I'm going to turn off and then we scored and I thought we're still in this I can't believe we're still in it it's kind of like a fat kid at Wimbledon who gets a go and he's still in it with a set to go against Roger Federer yes we lost I thought we would lose anyway I didn't pick us to win in uh, in uh, the last game our no. season's fallen apart I mean we've got so many injuries now we've we've also signed Blake Bortles which oh you jump into the big news yeah it is what it is I'm, I'm not too disappointed with that to be perfectly honest um, we need. He's not going to start. Jeff Driscoll's going to start. Mm-hmm. You're not going to bring someone in who doesn't know the playbook. It's and for depth. Has a history of not knowing the playbook as well. He's a guy. Or who, any playbook. <laughs> indeed. Um, he's gone to the FC Championship before. Yeah, he did. Hang yeah. on. Pause for laughter. <laughs> well, he did do that. No, he did. It's factual. Five minutes away um, from the Super Bowl. It's the fact that we've lost. The big one for me is I think Draymond Jones. He was. He's a guy who's really, really looking like he could take that next step. Because every year you go into it and one of your players, whichever team you support in the NFL, one of your less experienced and players who you don't necessarily ex- expect to excel will. For every team, doesn't matter who it is, mm-hmm. every team will have someone who will step up and be great. Unless you're a Browns fan. Mm. And he was that he was a real hope. So Joe, and what Joseph position Jewell, does he play there? Uh, he's those? on the defensive line. Right. So everyone and he's now out for the season as well. Cortland Sutton's out for the season. Drew Locke's out for potentially they're saying two to six weeks. It's six weeks. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> it's six weeks. Um so yeah, it's it's one of those things where it was disappointing to lose. We don't travel west, or don't travel east well at all. Um, I was Here expecting us to lose. I was expecting it to be somewhat of a blowout, and it wasn't. So, when I was looking at the um, the Broncos Twitter feed, um, one of the guys from um, uh, Orange and Blue Seven Sixty put out a thing saying, "Describe it. Describe our performance in one word." And it was all like resolute and <laughs> gutsy and all that kind of thing. So that I mean, for the Broncos, loss? no one said loss. No one said loss. No. You were expected to lose. It, we would have been expected to lose. We were, were the second favourites, and we lost our quarterback. So yeah, you're expected to. Mm. It is what it is. I'm not. I'm not overly despondent with it. Well. Oh, there were some very good performances on both sides. I thought Noah Fant had a great game for you. He did. He continued his good form this season. And Melvin Gordon had a great game. You know, he got the receiving touchdown. That Take- was a bucket of a shot as well into yes. the end zone for him. Really good touchdown. It was. Um, the only thing I would say is uh, he had a good game in the air on the ground. Not so, I think he had, he had 40, 70 yards. Yeah, but he had 40 very early. So if, if, It was averaging 3.7. Yes, yeah, I think... We, we just stopped running the ball after a while because we just thought, well, we can't do this. So no. for, I think he got 30 in three quarters, which I think says a lot. He had one big breakout run and that was it. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. I mean, Chase Claypool was the big star of the game, I think. He came out of it with a huge amount of, on the offensive side for you, um, with a huge amount of um, sort of accolades. It was... Yeah. Well, it was the 84-yard touchdown, yeah. the longest um, receiving player the in the league so far. I was going to say, it's got to be of the whole year so far. Yeah. Uh, um, three catches, eight yards in total. Uh, 
He's a possession receiver, but he can also go deep. So he's a, the way that I was reading him coming out of sort of college was that he's a possession receiver who, if he can beat the first man, often doesn't. Mm-hmm. If he can beat the first man, he will score a touchdown. This is it's that because it's that thing of once he breaks the once he breaks past and gets past that first man, he'll just motor it. Same as KJ Hamler, he's just breaking that first tackle down. Yeah, um, and obviously TJ Watt is the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. <sighs> Two and a half sacks, one for Tyson Lulu, uh, Terrell Edmonds, Mike Hilton, and Bud Dupree also got a sack each. Uh, 0.5 for Cam Haywood on the yeah. on the sack count. So. Teaming up with TJ Watt for one of them. I mean, Cam Hayward, yes, 0.5 on the sack count, but how many on the pressure count? Oh, yeah, he is. 20? There's a reason we re-signed him to a big contract, is that he is very, very important to that Steelers defensive line. Um, James Conner got over 100 yards rushing and a touchdown. They were hard yards, though. Yeah, well, he was averaging 6.6. He was going up the middle, you're right. Um, The pass to Deontay Johnson, the on-the-run from Roethlisberger, off-balance, beautiful throw. For touchdown, it felt like one of those shots where you hit in basketball where you're just leaning back, throw it up, and it goes in the loop just purely by accident. It didn't feel like accident, him, it. Dave. No, it was like Gaza 96. You shinned, it. shinned it, it was magnificent. <laughs> it's a beautiful pass. Uh, and the, the last bit then was the um, the kind of last series that you had when you had a chance to come down and actually get in the lead with less than two minutes to play. Um, Terrell Edmonds, yeah, he's a guy that we took with our first round pick two years ago um, we didn't have one last year because of trading for Minka but Terrell makes some dumb plays one one brilliant case in point was on the third and long you had still in your half on yeah. that last drive and he gives away a pass I was going to say he wasn't he the one who gave away the penalty he did give away the penalty yeah. we had him, you had him on third and long the pass went incomplete but he got called on the pass interference play and it keeps the drive alive you, you carry on moving down and then it's on the fourth and two you don't seem to pick him up on the blitz and he comes through and he just takes out Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. So there are, there have been improvements in Terrell's play. He was a lot worse when he first started with us and he is getting better. He's still got to cut out those dumb plays that keep drives it, alive for the opposition, but is it still he's one getting of those, there. Is it still one of those things though where you can just say, okay, we're going to use you in a blitz package because if you're not clever enough to do it in the backfield, we're just going to use you as a, a blitz nickel, for example. He seems like kind of a hybrid linebacker safety. And oh, I guess that's sure. what they want I mean, him to you be anyway. You, but you can't play him at corner. He's going to have to oh, play no, he's some definitely kind of a safety. But yeah, it's going to move him up into middle linebacker. It'll make more most sense. It, it, it's it was harder for him because obviously he's he's playing alongside Minka Fitzpatrick and Mike Hilton and Joe Hayden. And these are people that are very very good at mm. the game. So in comparison, he looks a lot worse. But actually, but he's, shouldn't, shouldn't he's an improvement on what we had before with Mike Mitchell. And I think that he's hopefully going to keep improving shouldn't playing alongside talent like that help him more than hinder him though well that's what I'm hoping it is starting to, you, can't, you are seeing more consistent play from him he is mm. managing to cover off stuff better but like I said there are some stupid parts of his game still hanging out there so he's what three years three years ago this is his third yeah yeah okay makes sense the same way that Bud Dupree started slowly improving this would be his fourth year because last year he didn't have one year before was Devin Bush Devin White. Yeah, so Devin Bush, yeah. So it's three, this is the that. fourth year for Trell Edmonds. Yeah. You're right. Um, but yeah, the same way that Bud Dupree took a couple of years to get into it, I think hopefully we're seeing that from um, Trell Edmonds as well. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. Anything else you want to say on the game, Dave, after um, that win for the, the Steelers? I think the only, the only on? no, the only thing really is uh, from a Broncos perspective is that so many pieces have now gone missing. I mean, we don't have Von Miller. Um, we're, we're waiting for a, a very young secondary to get into it all of the rookies that we've had and we've got the youngest team in the NFL pretty much um, probably other than the Jags mm. um, 
And it, Isn't the entire Jags offense under 25? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. I think it, really, it is. It really wouldn't surprise me. Um, so it, 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 there's a lot of sort of patience that's going to be needed with the Broncos team. And looking at our uh, schedule coming up, it doesn't get any easier. So <laughs> um, good news is we'll have a high draft pick this year. <laughs> Silver linings. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the Buffalo-Miami game. So the Buffalo Bills went down to Miami and won 31 points to 28. Really close game. Um, but it was a personal best day for Josh Allen the week after his last personal best day. He had 417 passing yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, a quarterback rating, sorry, overall rating of 147. When you think the top is what, 150? 153. 153, yeah. yeah. That's as near to perfect as you can get. Completed 24 of 35 throws. Back and forth game, it got delayed uh, just after half time, I believe, for a lightning delay. Yeah. So they had to go back in for at least half an hour, but at which time they cut to the Bronco Steelers game. And then, of course, all the Bills fans started kicking off. <laughs> Why am I watching this? Why can't I watch a clocker room or something? It's like, okay, mm. go, Dolphin, go and Dolphins, smash a table or something. Dolphins and come back fans later. have got bigger things to worry about, and Bills fans, just Bills fans. Exactly. So, good game for, for Josh Allen. Um, Stefan Diggs was the main recipient through the air. So, eight receptions, 153 yards, one touchdown. John Brown, four receptions for 82 yards and a touchdown. Gabriel Davis got a, a receiving catch for a touchdown. As well as Reggie Gilliam, he got a touchdown as well through the air. Now, that Stefan Diggs thing annoyed me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. So, Byron Jones whose cornerback came over from the Cowboys. Dallas. Yeah, came over from Dallas in the summer. Mm-hmm. He left after I think four plays. Got injured after about four plays. Okay. Now he was replaced by Noah Igbinogene. I can't, can't Igbinogene. Igbinogene. Him. He was yeah. replaced by him. Right. Now Xavier Howard, rather than swapping and going, "All right, kid, it's your it's your first game, really." So uh, I'll take them. Go over the other side and stick with John Brown, and I'll take Stefan. No, no, no. Xavier Howard says, "You, you stick with <laughs> Stefan Diggs, son. You stick with Stefan Diggs, and I'll stick with John Brown." Now, number one, John Brown didn't have a bad game. No, he did not. Xavier Howard was up until fairly recently the the highest paid corner in the league. Yep. And he's still on about eighteen million a year or something like that. Give or take 10, 10 or 15 million each way. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. But to give a rookie Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs only recently went for a first round pick. Mm. I'm sorry, that's it's it's ridiculous. I mean, he was the fifth. Benega, I can't pronounce his name. I'm just going to call him Noah. So he was the fifth cornerback taken this year, and the only reason he was taken in, I think he was 30th overall. The only reason mm-hmm. he was taken in the first round is because there was a run on corners. Otherwise, and the Dolphins had 50 picks in the first round as well, so they yeah, could afford to do that. Exactly. Well, he was he was um, actually part of the Jordan Love trade, so I think they traded down. Yeah, yeah that um, was Green Bay's pick. at 30, so it was Green Bay's. Um, but yeah, he in in any normal world where you don't get four corners going in the first round, he probably would have been a late second round pick anyway. So he's not even first round talent. He was more of a forced hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that Howard's just basically you go and look after Stefan Diggs. I'm, I'm happy on this side, and the fact that the coach let him, I I don't like that. I'm not having it. I'm not having that. It's ridiculous. Fairly decent game for Devin Singletary on the ground for the Bills. Uh, Fifty six rushing yards and twenty uh, receiving yards. The Dolphins receiver Preston Williams dropped a fourth down pass in the end zone, which would have given the Dolphins a lead in the third quarter. So there were chances for the Dolphins to win this game. It went down to the end, but Bills yeah. go away 2-0. and Bills go away 2-0. and um, Josh Allen is the first quarterback 
in Bill's history to get back-to-back 300-yard rushing game, uh, 300 yard throwing games. He's only is, the third since the merger, isn't he, to uh, do that with his in back-to-back games? Not sure. Um, one thing I do know is uh, he's the first quarterback since 2002 to have 400, uh, rush, 400 throwing yards and uh, four touchdowns. So last guy was Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> Prestigious company there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the Dolphins don't appear to have fixed the pass rush. Um, with the Ogba and Shaq Lawson signings in the summer, I mean, you really hope that they were going to be able to put some kind of pressure on Allen. He had all the time. You to didn't the rate Ogba. Ogba is better than what they had. That's the issue. I don't right. rate Ogba, but he's much better than what they've got. They just don't <laughs> seem to have fixed the issues that they've had. Um, but yeah, Josh Allen had all day to throw. He was standing these sort of looking he could run through progressions two or three times and then go no I, I will throw it to Stefan Dace because he's open I mean he ran through some linebackers as well during this game <laughs> it was a, bit, a little bit embarrassing for the Miami defence uh, on the Bills side just quickly sacks for Ed Oliver Jordan Poyer and Mario Addison so overall a very good game for the Bills very good and they're game. sitting, not, not sitting top of the AFC East yep not a bad game for the Dolphins they had a chance to win it at the end yeah, they're closer than they were last year, obviously, to win. Oh, some this games. time last year they were terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this has been significant improvement. Should we talk about the Dallas game now? Uh, if you want to, I don't. I think, mean, it was I don't a little bit boring. Happened, yeah. It was a little bit boring. Uh, but the final score was Atlanta thirty-nine, Dallas forty. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> obviously, a lot of people know about this game. I'm not going to go over it too much again. Just to save to say that Dak Prescott threw 450 passing yards, but only had one touchdown through the air. Yeah. Uh, lost a fumble, but ended up with a rating of 109.4. Um, CD Lamb, 106 receiving yards. Amari Cooper, 100 receiving yards. Dalton Schultz, 88 receiving yards and a touchdown. Lost a fumble. Um, and Ezekiel Elliott, 89 yards rushing, a touchdown. 33 receiving yards. Lost a fumble. But overall, managed to drag them back into the game. As yep. much as I despise the guy, he's a very, very good football player. Yeah. And of course, the the Falcons just refused to win. They do. They do everything possible to try. So NFL teams who score thirty nine points with zero turnovers, guess what their win loss record is? Uh, it's four hundred forty to zero. Greatest stat in the world ever. <laughs> in fact, no, it's not. It's four hundred forty to one. Well, it's now it ridiculous. is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, if anyone knows how to lose in spectacular ways, it's Dan Quinn's Falcons. It's insane how badly they do it. Mm. And they had multiple opportunities to. It was score. a two percent. Uh, win probability for the Cowboys, oh, wasn't it? Late in the there game. Was, there was also a guy, um, Yahoo Sports um, reported that a guy put 35 grand on the Falcons to win with eight minutes to go. He would have won, about, he would have won about a grand back. So he would have yeah. won 36,000 back in total. Um, How do you feel in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> I think he might be writing a letter to Dan Quinn. Oh. Or to Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, to yes, uh, try and sort that out. Um couple of quick questions then. So why didn't the Falcons fall on the onside kick before the 10 yards? Um, I don't Because if it doesn't go 10 yards, you get the ball back immediately. So I think they were just thinking, that's not going 10 yards. And it rolled ever yeah, but so Just fall on it. Yeah, I know. The Falcons can fall on it well, whenever they like. The, it made me question it. Because I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, do they have to let it go? No, they, no, just jump on it. What are you doing? Just jump on it. It was, <laughs> I know I got high pitched and I apologise. But it was ridiculous. Um, but I mean, it's, it's the perfect onside kick. Um, I <laughs> no, it's not. It's just the Falcons botched. It was the perfect onside it. kick because of the fact it rolled ever so slowly, and the Cowboys sort of surrounded it, and 
sort of blinkered and I don't know hypnotized the uh, Falcons to not touch the ball <laughs> and then jumped on it as soon as it went yeah it was ridiculous I mean this this game was always going to be a high scoring game um, the Cowboys did everything they could to lose the game I mean three oh, fumbles yeah. in the first half as well this was a game littered turned the with ball mistakes. over several times yeah this was uh, this was a first half li- I mean the game was littered with mistakes mm. Julio Jones who Julio Jones I was going to ask is he allergic to touchdown he catches he does now? not drop the ball apart from when Russell Gage launches it 50 yards and it hits <laughs> except when he's supposed to catch a touchdown pass that, yeah. what, what is going on there I mean, the, the one thing I would say is with um, Dax drop, for example, Dax fumble didn't turn into a touchdown, so that didn't cost them any points. So no. sometimes you look and sometimes you look at results. So Jacksonville had a game at uh, Wembley a couple of years ago where they where they fumbled the ball like four times, yeah, and that was the sort of leading headline. But it didn't cost them any points each time. It was each time it was punted, so it didn't really cost them anything. But that was the headline, and they mm-hmm. lost the game. Mm-hmm. Whereas you take away the Dax one where they didn't score, um, I mean. It, this cost, every single mistake cost them points. Now, I think they did. I think they scored a field goal with Dax one actually, because the only time that um, the Falcons actually had to punt was on that Julio Jones drop. That's the only time they punted in the entire game. Yeah, because for the most part of the game, the Falcons had really good stats. But yeah, they got up to that big lead. Uh, Matt Ryan had 273 passing yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. End up with a rating of 126.3. Todd Gurley had 61 rushing yards. Calvin Ridley had over 100 um, receiving yards and two touchdowns. Hayden Hurst had 72 receiving yards and a touchdown. Russell Gage had a touchdown. Julio Jones was a kind of odd man out with only 24 receiving yards. But have you, have you noticed something? What? All of these good stats yeah. are offensive stats. And Dan Quinn, <laughs> the defensive coach, yes. he's in charge of a team who have conceded the second most amount of points this season. It's only two games Offensive in. yards even. Um, compared to last season where they conceded the sixth most in the NFC. And the season before, where they conceded the fourth worst, the uh, fourth most in the NFC. Mm. So it, there's a pattern here. I know it's only a small sample size this season, but you know they are a team who typically give up lots of points. And the uh, the other points are being, if you look at all of the great defenses in previous years. So Denver's in the run up to um, Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl 50 look at the Steelers this year Steelers previous years the sign of a good defense is not conceding yards and not conceding points in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. now they're 28th in 2018 they were 28th in terms of points conceded in the fourth quarter uh, the season uh, and then last year they were middle of the pack for that so they seem to have improved looks like they're going to be back with a vengeance this year because they're <laughs> conceding points in the fourth quarter in both games pretty wildly they uh, unfortunately dipped in performance by getting better, but they're yes. uh, well. Their they're offense, going for the gold this their year. Their offense is very. They look like they, they kind of figure like that Newcastle Kevin Keegan team. You score four, we'll score five, and in this case, you score thirty nine, we'll score forty. Mm. Though it didn't quite work out that way, unfortunately. Let's hope everyone knows who Kevin Keegan is. Let's move on to the next game, shall we? <laughs> uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. So there's another very tight game. Jags ended up losing this thirty points to thirty three. Ryan Tannehill had a great game. 18 completions on 24 passes for 239 yards, uh, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. He only got sacked once for eight yards. Ended up with an overall rating of 145.7. Yeah, That's good. week one Gardner Minshew numbers he's putting <laughs> up there. On the other side, Gardner Minshew still had a, a fairly decent game. Uh, th- 339 passing yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. One of them really wasn't his fault. It was kind of tipped up by the receiver ended up still with a rating of 92.7 
Uh, great game for James Robinson, the undrafted free agent running back, yeah. with obviously Fournette being moved on. He had 16 carries for 102 rushing yards and 18 receiving yards as well. But I guess it's the other side of the ball that we've got to talk about a bit more. So Derek Henry had 84 rushing yards. Uh, Jonu Smith, two touchdowns for the tight end and 84 receiving yards. Adam Humphreys and Corey Davis also got touchdowns to move themselves away from uh, the Jags. Yeah. Titans, think, sorry. I was going to say, if you look at the stats other than the actual scoreline, you'd probably think that the Jags won this game. Hmm. I mean, they outrushed the Titans, 163, 165 to 123. Yep. And Derek Henry, just for the record, he normally runs wild against the Jags. It's a running joke with <laughs> yeah. someone who knows the Jags fan. And he's normally, they count his miles in kilometres. They count his running, rushing yards in kilometres. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I think one of them, he got 200 and something yards in one game. It's mm-hmm. insane. So the Jags outrushed them. In the year, they went 315 to 231. Um, and even dominated in terms of total plays. So Jags had 74 plays. Titans had 59. It's mm-hmm. just that the Titans had more talent and were the better team on the day. I mean, they only won by three points. Yeah, it was so a Steven Goskowski field goal at yes. the end that, that I mean, sealed it. He made it. I mean, shocking. That was terrible. <laughs> I can't believe it. He missed an extra point in the game. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, that goes without saying. So did Josh Lambeau, though, on the other mm-hmm. side. Uh, some other quick ones then. So some more good rookie stats. Um, Jags got a sack by rookie Clavon Chason. So I think that's two sacks in two games for, for Clavon. Yeah. And also Christian Fulton, the uh, young cornerback for the Titans, got an interception again. So that's a good, a good uh, start to his career. The one for Harold Landry, the interception, iced the game, basically, yeah. when Jags were trying to drive down again to, to win the game. Um, another good game for DJ Chark, 84 yards. You picked him up in fantasy did, last yeah. week. You did a trade for him. Indeed. So you switched out Sammy Watkins, I believe. I uh, did, yeah. So did all right for me this week. Yep. Yeah. No uh, Keelan Cole got a touchdown as well as Tyler Eifert. Um, they're Jack- all quite solid numbers, around the 40 to 50 yards for a lot of different receivers there. So Gardner's spreading this ball around. Yeah, and Jack Crawford. Jack Crawford got a sack as well, so it's nice to see mm. a British player getting a sack. Absolutely. Yeah, other than that, I think it was a, a fairly entertaining game, back and forth. The, I mean, the only other thing, you mentioned the Landry interception. Um, there was a couple of weird plays, so they pointed out in commentary on this game, a couple of weird calls from um, the referee. So on about three or four different occasions... Um, Jadavian Clowney was lining up in the neutral zone <laughs> so he was blatantly over the line and the referees missed it every time and one of the points before the play this was before the Landry interception the commentators even put a circle around him with a big yellow arrow pointing at him going he's in the neutral zone they put like a, the the line laying over it and he was miles inside it and no referees didn't call it two or three times um there was also one call on defensive pass interference which when you watch it back you're thinking how the hell was it missed? I mean, it was it was something that only the New Orleans fans are used to seeing. It was Ooh. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But there you go. Sometimes the refs missed something. You know? They missed a lot during this game. <laughs> missed an awful lot. Let's move on then. We've got three more games to focus on, Dave, before we then do the roundup. Yeah. So the first one I'd like to look at a bit more closely is the New England Patriots at the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, it went the way we thought it was going to go, but it was very, very close. Seahawks edging the game 35 points to 30. Russell Wilson going crazy again. 288 passing yards. 21 completions on 28 attempts for five touchdowns, just one interception, a rating of 132.1. He also had 39 rushing yards to add on to that um, overall score. On the other side, Cam Newton, 397 passing yards. Who would have thunk it? Um, Only one touchdown, though, and one interception. An overall rating of 94.6. 
He was also the leading rusher for the New England Patriots with 47 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Somewhat goes without saying that he's the lead rusher. Yeah, although we have to just mention that James White was not available for the game as his um, father was killed in a car crash in Florida earlier on the Sunday uh, morning. So quite rightly, he wasn't available for the, that game. He was dealing yeah. with dealing with that and um, opted not just to, to, fly to go out home, to him though. and his family. Opted not to fly home straight away. He wanted to stay with the team, which is commendable. Hmm. But either way, um, Sony Michelle was the second best rusher for the, the Patriots with 19 on seven carries. Yeah. Uh, so the big receiver for the for the Patriots was Julian Edelman. 179 receiving yards on eight catches. So he was yeah. averaging over 22 yards See, a catch. all this time everyone's been saying, was it Brady, was it Belichick? It was bloody Edelman. Bloody Edelman, yeah. <laughs> the man who's never been to a Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it drops off a bit steeply after that. I mean, Demi Bird and Nikhil Harry had 72 yards, but... And Nikhil Harry had a terrible drop. I mean, horrendous drop. Mm. I mean, he swiped it and he just it just missed thin air. It went straight through him. I think, how the hell did you do that? I mean, more questions have been raised on on that receiving core of the Patriots because it's not good. Past as soon as you go past Edelman, there's nothing even at tight end. No, but of course, despite those uh, monster numbers from Edelman, none of those people got uh, touchdowns. It was only actually Jacob Johnson who got a catch <laughs> from a one-yard pass. Uh, for the for the Patriots on the other side, then um, Russell Wilson was spreading the ball around to DK Metcalf, ninety-two yards and a touchdown. Tyler Lockett, sixty-seven yards and a touchdown. David Moore got a touchdown. Chris Carson got a receiving touchdown, and Freddie Swain even got a touchdown on his one catch of the game. So, yeah. um, lots of touchdown passes to go around from Russell Wilson. They're uh, implementing a new oh, like uh, passing strategy on first and second down, whereas the big headache for Seahawks fans was run it first down, run it second down, scramble around on third down, hope yes. that Russell Wilson pulls something off. They're now actually going for it. And Which they should. They've got the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion, and they've got right two, now. They've got some very good receivers there yeah. as well. I mean, we've, is Russell Wilson the best quarterback in the league at this moment? No. Based on this season? No. Well, normally, you, <laughs> normally you count uh, touchdowns versus interceptions. With mm-hmm. him, you count touchdowns versus incompletions. Yeah. So he's nine and eleven on incompletions. He's only missed Never eleven forget. catches this season. He's only missed eleven throws. Yeah, and four of those have been where he's thrown it away. Mm. So technically, he's nine and seven <laughs> touchdowns versus incompletions. That's yeah. that's pretty good. It's right now, good. he is on stats wise the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, yeah, stats are great. Stats yeah. can prove anything you like. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Look, it's still it's still September. Yes. Let's wait a bit further on into the season before we crown any one MVP. I'm not crowning anyone. I'm just saying right now. Well, right now, I still don't he think he's the best receiver. He's magical right now. Yeah, he's, he's doing very, very well. Absolutely amazing. They're letting the reins off him at last. You know, yeah, this is as proper well play should. calling. Yeah. Uh, and it's just it, a it shame that out. they don't have a pass rush because no one got near Cam Newton all <laughs> night. I mean, the, the great... The only, there was a sack for Jamal Adams. Yeah, the only disappointment, that was where Cam Newton was running around like a headless chicken and he eventually was, got yeah. sacked because he didn't see him coming from the blind well, side. Well, apart from Edelman, he's got nothing to throw at. Well, this is true. Um, the pass rush didn't really put any kind of pressure on um, Russell Wilson or not. The only real mistake that Russell Wilson made was on about the second play or third play, 13 mm. minutes of the game, uh, 13 minutes of the first quarter remaining. Um, when he threw a pass, it was not caught. It was tipped and then caught by, I think it was Devin McCourtney. One of yeah, Devin McCourtney did a pick, it was a pick six. Yeah, so he returned and then him. went through as a pick six. I mean, there was, the first time the Patriots offense actually touched the ball, it was seven all. <laughs> and there was about a minute left of the first quarter because they'd scored, but it was their defense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 
it was it was an interesting game, very interesting, a very high scoring game, which I wasn't really expecting. And came um, down to that last play of the game, yeah. where LJ Collier stuffed Cam at the goal line to stop the uh, the touchdown that would have would have won the game, I think, for for New England at that point. It yeah. was very close to the end of regulation. Um, Quentin Dunbar also got an interception on Cam, and Nick Falk missed a field goal for the Seahawks. Yeah, Quentin Diggs got ejected for a helmet helmet contact with uh, <laughs> Nikhil Harry early in the first quarter. Do we think that was fair? I mean, it seemed to me that they both initiated. It was wasn't kind of it was more of fifty fifty. Is what I'm trying to say. I think it was because he was coming in from the side. That mm. was the only thing that's really. I when you the thing is when you're a receiver. Um, you can afford to sort of lower your helmet when you're coming in. You're the one that's initiating contact, so more times, more often than not, you're going to get done. Yeah. Um, and I think it was the fact he was coming slightly in in from the side um, that would have done him. But yeah, I, I was looking at thinking, don't eject him. I mean, by all means, it's, it's one of those things where you want something in between. So what what do you give someone other than a 15 yard penalty, mm. even half the distance of the goal, rather than just ejecting someone from the game? It felt a bit harsh. Yeah. Let's move on to the Sunday night game then. That was the Kansas City Chiefs at the LA Chargers. Big news happened just before kickoff with Tyrod Taylor being pulled for a chest infection. And so Justin Herbert, the rookie sixth round, sixth overall pick, I should say, should have been sixth round, uh, from Oregon, (laughs) was thrust into the limelight and he took full advantage of it, really. Uh, Ended up with 311 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception, an overall rating of 94.4. Had two sacks on him in the game, but only lost 15 yards. Uh, the main recipient was Keenan Allen, 96 uh, receiving yards on seven catches. Hunter Henry had 83 yards. Austin Eckler had another good overall game, 93 rushing yards and 55 receiving yards. It was Jalen Guyton that got the receiving touchdown, though, for the Chargers. So good luck if you knew who Jalen Guyton was before I just said his name I've got a right poster him on my wall <laughs> so Justin Herbert also rushed in a touchdown it's nice to see on the other side so Patrick Mahomes had two touchdowns 302 passing yards uh, 54 rushing yards he was the the highest rusher for the Chiefs which when you consider that Clyde edwards had over 100 yards last week is a bit of a surprise he only managed 38 rushing yards in the end and 32 receiving yards. Did useless. Clyde the slide. Ah, still very good. Yeah. Um, Tyreek Hill eventually got going. 99 yards in the end with one touchdown. Travis Kelsey, 90 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but the Chiefs weren't in the lead for the entire game. They managed to squeak a, a field goal to bring it level at 20 points all at the end of regulation. I mean, the, overtime. these are two teams that I hate. And mm. they, even I was nervous at this point, looking at it going, <laughs> a part of me wanted him to get it. Well, all of me wanted him to get it because I had him in my Who accumulator. Uh, Butker. Right. Because I had him in my accumulator. So I was desperate for them to get it. And, oh, you uh, had the Chiefs game. I think a lot of people had the, the Chiefs in their accumulator. I think a lot of people would have been squidgy bum time for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, so it fell down to... Well, the, the Chargers won the coin toss. They did have a go in overtime yep. first. They didn't manage to get anything on the drive. They didn't, but they were four and what was it? Four and one, four and two, four, something yeah. like that. Go for it. You're handing yeah, the ball back it. to Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. They're on halfway. Just go for it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like this. Is such a this is such a Chargers thing to do. Mm-hmm. And this isn't. Well, it's it's more of a dig at Anthony Lynn. I think he's so conservative. It's. It's ridiculous. See how many times we've seen this constantly from the charges, and what has it ever worked out for them? Like ever, go for the fourth and short. And even if you lose it, Ron Rivera, okay, one mm. of my favourite coaches. Yeah, 
Big Dick Ron goes for it every single time. Every time when he was at the Panthers, it would be an, going for the extra point after a touchdown will get you into overtime or go for two points and it will win you the game. Every time, guaranteed two points. That's why it's good with a boat run. Exactly. Didn't always go for him, but you respected it. Mm-hmm. How can you sit there and respect someone who punts it on fourth and short in <laughs> overtime in against overtime, Patrick yeah. Mahomes? You're having a laugh. Go yeah. for it, you mug. No, I'm talking about conservative, but he's already talking about bringing Tyrod straight back in. He to the can't lineup. bring Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod yeah. Taylor did not have a chest infection. He had <laughs> chest pains, mm. which is a completely different injury. If the guy's suffering from chest pains, you can't bring him in a week later. He had to go to hospital and was put on a ventilator. How is he then going to be playing a professional sport a week later that we take this kind of physical contact? Nah. And plus, do you know what? I'm not, ma- I'm not massive on Herbert, but he did really well, considering he hadn't been with the first team all week. Yep. He hadn't, I mean, part of it is probably a positive that he hadn't, because he's not fielding questions all week. How do you feel about Tyrod? Chiefs How do you do this? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so there is a l- little bit of a positive, but this guy's your future. You can't just not, I mean, you can't just ditch him after having, and he had a good game. I thought he had a really good game at some points. Better than yeah. I thought he would have. I mean, he wasn't. He, he made throws that he didn't make in college. Yeah. He didn't make. He also made all through he preseason. He didn't have to. There was one. There was a couple of throws where he made. Where he didn't really have to go for them. He could have just checked down because it was, you know, second and five and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And he went for them. And he kind mm-hmm. of. I am gonna go down down the field, like it or not. I'm gonna go down. I'm gonna make some mistakes. But if you intercept me. You're intercepting me sixty yards away. I have no I have no problem with that whatsoever. Same as the punt. Yeah. And uh, again, you've now got a quarterback who uh, is willing to go for it. And uh, old conservative Anthony, Anthony Lynn's going, I'm not sure about this. Because Tarot Taylor back Steady in. On it now. Just, Steady it on. just feels like the wrong thing to do. I'm pulling my hair. I'm not even a charge. So I'm pulling my hair out. Going, what are you doing? Mm. It's insane. So, yeah, that was the Chiefs' 11th straight win dating back to last season. Mahomes has now won six straight games when training by double digits. And as you intimated, Harrison Butker was the hero this time. He made a 53 yarder in overtime but there was a false start moved him back five yards he then made both 58 yard kicks after the first one was iced yep. so, yeah so cool as a was, cucumber that was it was hilarious so he is a special teams AFC special teams player of the week mm-hmm. um, quite rightly uh, NFC special teams player of the week was the Seattle punter I don't know what he did but <laughs> I'm sure it was brilliant yeah congratulations <laughs> no idea um, <laughs> this is the second week in a row though that Kansas have been dominated in times of time of possession um, that doesn't normally happen. It doesn't um, phase them either. No, absolutely. That's why they're so bloody dangerous. I, I'm not saying it as a negative. Mm. I'm saying they've won both games. This game was real close. Yeah. It was much closer than it should have been. And normally you'd expect Mahomes to just come in and blow someone out. It didn't happen. It just mm. didn't. You know when you play on Madden and the computer's like, you're not going to win this week and you have to really, <laughs> really work it. We've all had it. Yeah. You have to really work hard to beat a team that's 0-9. That's what this felt like. Because there's stuff... There was a couple of points where there was just a standard check down that he had to complete to Travis Kelsey, who was standing nine yards away with no one around him, and he missed. He put it over his head. Yeah. I think, what's going on? It it's, was a bit of a, an off day for Mahomes. He still had a very good, very good rating. Oh, still had a great rating. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just one other thing. Oh, sorry, two other things. First of all, um, another interception for Lajaria Sneed, the rookie for the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's two games, two interceptions with a fourth round pick. And also injury news. So def- Chiefs defensive end Frank Clark and Chargers offensive tackle Brian Balaga. Both left the game early with injuries. So, fingers crossed they're both healthy soon. Okay. Not Don't like injuries, Dave. Yeah. What can I say? I don't like them. I'm getting used to them as a Denver fan. <laughs> uh, let's talk about one other game in a bit, bit of detail. Uh, that was the Washington football team at the Arizona Cardinals. Again, this 
maybe it wasn't as close as the other games we've talked about. In the end, the Cardinals won 30 points to 15, and the, the football team didn't score any points until the third quarter. That was a, a field goal late in the third, but they then reeled off 12 points in what we'd accumulate as garbage time. Either way, um, it's worth mentioning about Kyler Murray. Uh, 26 completions on 38 passes, 286 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Um, he also ran for 67 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, the new signing for them, 68 receiving yards on eight catches for, and a touchdown as He's well. 22 receptions so far this season. Yeah, he's doing all right. That's isn't? more than the entire Texans team, probably. <laughs> That's just a stat I just threw out there. I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, Kenyon Drake had a good game as well for them on the ground, 86 rushing yards on 20 carries. I think Kenyon Drake is potentially the most underrated running back in the NFL. Like, wow, legit can be. He's just riddled with injuries, though. He takes one hit and he's out injured. That's the mm. problem. If you can get a game, we saw it last season with the cards when he came across from Miami. I want to say it was. Yes. Um, and if you go back and look at his college tape when he was at Alabama, ridiculous. Because I think he took over from Derek Henry, mm-hmm. and everyone was saying Kenyon Drake will be better than Derek Henry. I mean, they weren't quite <laughs> on it there, but the fact he had that build up. Yeah. Yeah, I really like Kenyon Drake. I think. Kyler Murray as well. I think we need to start calling him the bullfighter because he was dodging that pass rush like a matador. <laughs> he only gave up three sacks. No. Now, when you're saying he only gave up three sacks, that tells you exactly what type of game it was. Mm-hmm. How many times you saw him sort of drop the shoulder and just someone missing by just an inch? Mm-hmm. It was like watching Guillermo Rigondo box. He's, he makes you miss by centimeters and makes you punish. And that's exactly what Kyler Murray did. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, there was another sack for the second overall pick this year, Chase Young. Yeah. There was a sack and an interception for Washington safety, Landon Collins. So there were some positives on defense for, for the football team. Um, but really, it was only in, in the end when uh, Terry McLaurin must have just told Dwayne Haskins, throw me the ball. And yeah. He finally caught a touchdown, ended up with 125 receiving yards on seven catches. Um, Dwayne had 20, 223 passing yards, uh, one touchdown, no interceptions. Did, did lose a fumble. Um but still, it's good, but it's not good enough. Dwayne Has- I've said this before and I'll say it again. Dwayne Haskins is a concern. I'm really, really not sure. I'm so it, I think this season so far is below that magical 60% mark. So we all look at all quarterbacks should be above 60%. All yeah. decent quarterbacks. He's below that this season so far. 32nd a month quarterbacks this season. Um, last season, 58.6. Now, I know it was difficult in uh, last season in Washington. Yeah. But, you know... Case Keenan managed it. And it's Case... still not great in Washington on the O-line. No, it's not. But at the same time, you've had a, an entire summer to be able to scheme for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just they've, they've massively simplified that offense as well. They're basically giving him two options, tight end protection, brought in a fullback as well. And he's still not getting it. He's, he's It's a real, real concern. His QBR is currently 27.8, which is dead last in the NFL. That tells you everything you need to know. Should be getting some competition from Kirk Cousins pretty soon, though. Well, maybe Kirk Cousins was Kirk Cousins. Was it genuinely zero this week? Uh, it was in the third quarter. It was still zero. He got a few Fudging points hell. in there. I mean, it was. Oh, it's, that's the worst. That's the worst performance I've ever seen. <laughs> Antonio Gibson for the uh, the football team had thirteen carries, fifty five yards, and a rushing touchdown. So good for good for him. Uh, but the better news, I suppose, for Arizona, I think that's why I want to mention Amazing this game, news, is that, yeah. I mean, last year they gave it the most yards in the NFL, so they're moving in much the right direction here. Well, they're, they're at 2-0. Two two, and two and oh. They're at 2-0. Oh. Do you know who they've got next? 
So it might be worth a cheeky flutter on them being five and zero, oh, you know, because next, five and oh. well, next they've got the Lions, yeah, very winnable, very winnable. Then they've got the Panthers, winnable again. Winnable, I yeah. can't remember if it's home or away. Then they've got the Doesn't Jets. Matter. Now, oh, that's winnable. You and I suiting up have got a chance against the Jets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's a this it's worth a cheeky flutter on them winning the next three and being five and zero. Oh. And mm. what odds would you have got that at the beginning of the season? Can you imagine the Cards winning that division, the hardest division in football? It's won by the Cards. <laughs> Kyler Murray is sensational, which, again, you're looking at Joe Burrow now. Joe Burrow looked good. Kyler Murray looking fantastic. It's just making Baker Mayfield look worse. It's making that pick look worse and worse and worse. (laughs) Yeah, well. I mean, even, we mentioned earlier on that, you know, Buffalo have picked up their franchise quarterback. I mean, he's just got to be, it it, really has got to be, it's it's a big big miss for the Browns that they are. I know we're sort of going off topic topic again, but it's a, it's got to be a big miss for them that they haven't picked up their franchise quarterback when other teams around them have had less picks and you know they still don't have it. It's it's a real mm. real concern. Let's talk about the uh, games that we weren't so interested in. Then Dave, we'll just rattle through them. Uh, they don't deserve our time as much as the others. So first up was the New York Giants at the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears held on to win 17 points to 13. Did all their scoring in the first half. Uh, Giants did all their scoring in the second half. Uh, Mitch Trubisky had two touchdowns, two interceptions. Daniel Jones had no touchdowns, one interception. Lost a fumble as well. But still, the Giants had an opportunity to win the game at the end. Uh, Golden Tate was called for an OPI on the final play. But they should have had two shots in the end zone. So this was conservative play calling as far as I can see. They were they were within like 20 yards. They're basically in the red zone. You've only got a few seconds left take a shot into the end zone yep, with that first play they didn't they did like a dump off play which moved it like seven or eight yards yeah it made no difference so what was the point you still you know yeah it just typical of the Giants second week running that uh, conservative play call has been alleged has, against um, Joe Judge right and of course the big news out of this was that Saquon Barkley went out for the season with an ACL tear yeah uh, yeah I mean it's it's their one big weapon that they've lost they make no secret about what they're going to do to you every week, and that's run the ball or use Saquon as the fulcrum of their offense. So not good signs there for the rest of the season for the Giants. They've picked up Devonta Freeman yep. from free agency. He was just sitting around. Well, he was, he was waiting for a big contract. Um, right. none, none came, um, and they've signed him up for that huge, massive contract of a one-year, $3 million deal, mm-hmm. which... Feels a bit standard nowadays for a decent <laughs> Yeah, and of course, because there was a win for the Bears, and they're now 2-0, and everyone's saying that Trubisky still was really good, even though they had a rating of 78. I mean, okay. That's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm happy for Trubisky. Well done. <laughs> Next game was the uh, NFC North matchup between the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. Uh, it was a comfortable win for the Packers, 42 points to 21. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had 240 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, a rating of 107.6. Matt Stafford, 244 passing yards, so four more than Rodgers, two touchdowns but one interception. Um, it was Aaron Jones, as usual, that made the massive difference here. 236 scrimmage yards and three touchdowns. That included the career high 168 rushing yards. Um, Packers cornerback Chandon Sullivan got a pick six, and Devontae Adams went out in the second half with a uh, an injury I think it was an ankle one, wasn't it no idea ah, he went out with an injury <laughs> it doesn't matter uh, well, we don't know what's happening with him it might be a long term uh, out there as well anything anything to say on the Packers Lions nope 
Next game was the Minnesota Vikings at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts comfortably won this game 28 points to 11. Uh, Kirk Cousins had 113 passing yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions, uh, QBR of 9.4, overall rating of 15.9. Philip Rivers had 214 yards, one touchdown, one interception, rating of 97.8. It was the Colts rookie running back, Jonathan Taylor, making his debut, having 26 carries, 110 scrimmage yards, and a touchdown. Vikings rookie wide receiver Justin Jefferson was their most productive receiver with three catches for 44 yards, Dave. So I told you he's going to come good. Well, I mean, <laughs> best of a bad bunch. That's like that's like opening a pack of eggs. Every single one of them smashed apart from one, which is fermented. Mm. The fermented one, by definition, is the best Still one. Still whole. Yeah. <laughs> the Colts' new signing, DeForest Buckner, got 1.5 sacks on the game. And Cousins was picked by Kari Willis, Kenny Moore, and TJ Carey for the Colts. So... Again, relatively comfortable game uh, for Indianapolis at home. But again, the opposition didn't do anything to help themselves. Next game we've got then are the New York Jets at home to the San Francisco 49ers. And it went exactly how you thought it would go with the scoreline at least. San Francisco winning 31 points to 13. Uh, It was a first play from scrimmage, an 80-yard run for Raheem Mostert. They got the ball rolling. But of course, the massive problem here were injuries. So Jimmy Garoppolo had two touchdowns, 131 passing yards, and 140.4 rating before going down with a serious injury. Uh, Raheem Mostert went out, didn't come out for the second half. Uh, Nick Mullins had to come in instead. He had 71 passing yards on eight throws, so eight completions of 11 throws. Uh, no touchdowns, one interception. Uh, there were injuries for Nick Bosa. Solomon Thomas went out with knee injuries on back-to-back plays in the first quarter. Uh, they also joined George Kittle, Debo Samuel, and Richard Sherman, who didn't even start the game because they've been ruled out with injuries. There were two touchdowns for the ex-football team tight end Jordan Reed. Um, also, Jarek McKinnon got a uh, rushing touchdown, but it obviously came at a price. Yeah. On the Jets side of the ball, Sam Darnold had 21 um, completions on 32 targets for 179 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, a rating of 90.5. Much more conservative this week. I think by yeah. definition of seeing what he had in front of him, he had to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just one of a slight sliver of good news there for the Jets was there were two sacks for last year's number three overall pick, Quinn and Williams. Yep. And an exception for Pierre Desir. So, geez, they needed something to come out of that game. It was uh, brutal for the Jets. A couple of games left. So first up, we've got the first and second overall picks from 2016. Uh, That was Jared Goff up against Carson Wentz. The Rams won the game in Philadelphia, 37 points to 19. Goff had 267 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a rating of 142.1. Carson Wentz continuing to struggle this season. 242 passing yards, but no touchdowns, two interceptions, and a rating of 56.5. Um, the three touchdowns for Goff went to tight end Tyler Higby. There are rushing touchdowns for Darrell Henderson. That's his first career touchdown run. And Robert Woods, who did an end-around run. Um, Carson Wentz did get a rushing touchdown, as did Miles Sanders for the Eagles. Although Sanders did fumble on the Eagles' third player of the game. And Rams rookie running back Cam Akers left it in the first quarter with a rib injury. Correct. <laughs> I'll keep talking this side, Dave. All right, yeah. so... Uh, the Carolina Panthers went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got their first win with Tom Brady 31 points to 17 Brady ended up with 217 passing yards a touchdown and an interception lost a fumble had an overall rating of 80.3 
Teddy Bridgewater had 367 passing yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, also lost a fumble, but ended up with a rating of 83.2. Mike Evans went over 100 yards with a touchdown. Fournette got over 100 rushing yards and two touchdowns. He averaged over eight yards a carry, so the Panthers have got to tighten that up. Uh, This means the Panthers have given up six rushing touchdowns in two games. So if you are going up against them in fantasy with a running back, I'd start them until further notice. Um, Christian McCaffrey went out in the fourth quarter after scoring two touchdowns. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson picked up the slack with over 100 receiving yards each. So Christian McCaffrey's backup, Mike Davis, also did over 70 yards, but they were all receiving because the Panthers were behind. And there were two sacks for the Duncan Sioux for the Bucks. So good win for Tampa Bay at home. Um, Carolina need to do something about stopping the run. But at least they've got, and, they, and they've of course lost their best player in Christian McCaffrey out for at least six weeks. I think it might be, is it the whole season, Dave? I, I heard, I was under the assumption it was the whole season. I think it might be the whole season. He may be able to come back earlier, but at least they've got some receivers there to, to lob the ball to instead to hopefully take the pressure off, if only a little bit. Two games left. First one was the Baltimore Ravens at the Houston Texans, although you wouldn't have known it to look at the eventual scoreline. Baltimore won the game 33 points to 16. It never seemed close. Lamar Jackson ended it with 204 passing yards, just one touchdown through the air, no interceptions, a rating of 113.9. Uh, Deshaun Watson ended with 275 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception, a rating of 89.5. Uh, there was a one-yard passing touchdown from Lamar to fullback Patrick Ricard, a fumble recovery touchdown for LJ Fort, 233 team rushing yards, and a Mark Ingram rushing touchdown and that was enough to shut down the Texans. JJ Watt did get a couple of sacks. He also hit Lamar three other times and knocked down the pass in the fourth quarter. But it was a fairly gloomy night for the Texans at home, and they're now 0 and 2. Yeah, and look at who they've got coming up as well. They've I played mean, the two hardest teams really in the and AFC. And it doesn't get any easier either. No, but you know they they're going through the gauntlet at the moment. The Monday night game was the New Orleans Saints at the Las Vegas Raiders, at the new Las Vegas Raiders home, um, and it was Alec Ingold got the first receiving touchdown for the, the Raiders. Darren Waller had 12 catches from Carr for 103 yards and a touchdown. Josh Jacobs had 105 scrimmage yards. Derek Carr ended with 282 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a rating of 120.7. Drew Brees had 312 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception, a rating of 91.1. Um, Derek Carr had four straight scoring drives to turn from a 10-0 deficit into a 24-17 lead. And Jarrett Cook may have had a receiving touchdown for the Saints, but it was Alvin Kamara who again was the main outlet. He finished with 174 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. Both head coaches, Dave, were fined $100,000 for not wearing a face mask on the sidelines. Gruden later confirmed he'd actually had COVID uh, earlier in the year. But he's got to pay the fine. <laughs> I'm sure they can afford it. I'm sure he can. Yeah. With that contract he's got, he absolutely can. Well, every, every time I saw him, he was wearing a face mask, but he was not covering his nose. Which, in which case, yeah. why are you, what are you bothering? Doing it? Yeah. yeah, Do it or don't do it. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Good good win for the Raiders at home. I kind of thought it might happen. With Michael Thomas being out, there's only one outlet there for the, the Saints, and that's Alvin Kamara. But... Uh, as much as the Raiders fans are, are drooling over Derek Carr right now, I would say if you watch the game, they f- they seemed very similar, Breeze and Carr, in that they were only throwing to players that were behind the line of scrimmage and then relying on them to make the yards. They've obviously been watching Tom Brady the last few years for some inspiration because there was almost nothing downfield. It was sparse. 
to say the least. So I wouldn't be too overconfident about what either the Raiders or the Saints are doing right now. But that's just me. No. Okay, so those were all the games. Yep. If you're happy with that, Dave? I am. Happy with my roundup? Loving the roundup. (laughs) Let's, uh, before we talk about the the picks for next week, let's talk about fantasy quickly. How did you go in your fantasy games? Um, I'm only going to talk about our league. Yeah, Um, okay. That's fair enough. I won. What? Surprisingly. No, so last year I finished second uh, to Mike on basically Mystic Mike yeah. on gold difference mm-hmm. and lost to him in week one so I was back with the Vengeance this week did alright um, <laughs> lost Saquon Barkley I really missed his 2.8 points from week one yeah, um, yeah. pretty much the same this week as well. yeah, so, yeah he did do about but two points I had Aaron Jones who got 44.6 points uh, Lamar mm. Jackson 17 um, Brown got 15 DJ Shark got 8 Waller got 16 so yeah I'm, overall I did alright um, 123 to 78 so yeah I was happy with that excellent so I'm 1 and 1 now how'd you get on <laughs> I also won you did I'm looking at your score now thank you very much I mean most of that's Russell Wilson <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I drafted him so that's that's. well no you made the point for me right you made to the point to me at the weekend of most of yours is just Aaron Jones well yeah but I drafted him I mean I crushed my opponent this week you did it was just that Terry McLaurin got me like, almost 18 and a half points uh, Johnny Smith got me over 20 points Steelers defence 18 and a half points you have the worst running back attack in this league you have no received, I do not you pretty much do you had what 14 points 14.7 points from your entire running back well, it's not my fault that Joe Mixon's throwing the ball 61 times <laughs> it is pretty horrendous that point scoring right now I don't need to worry about it because I've got all these other people that are scoring points for me so I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, what's your uh, plan going into this week then? Because obviously you made a move for DJ Chark. Yes. Yeah, so I've traded DJ Chark. I've also and made your Barkley a, move. What you I've done also there? so I've ditched um, Saquon Barkley uh, and instead I have picked up Adam Humphrey. I think because I think I need more um, cover at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I've also traded Brandon Cooks for uh, MVS. He did all right though. Like on Sunday he yeah, did I, like like yards. I didn't really want to, I didn't really want to pick him up in the first place um, <laughs> he so was I a picked, late pick <laughs> yeah I picked up MVS instead he was, Brandon Cooks was that guy who everyone else left and it was kind of like I feel dirty doing it but I'll pick up Brandon <laughs> Cooks so I've um, picked up Mar- uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantlin as well mm. um, because Barkley's out I've got to try and sort of figure out who's going to replace him I'm looking at the moment as though it's going to be Taylor because um, I've got him sitting on my bench um, and I'm a massive fan of uh a massive fan of um, Jonathan Taylor as well um, or it's going to be Leonard Fournette one of those two because Fournette had a good week um, but it's likely to be Taylor <laughs> this week so yeah hoping I'm going to go 2-1 uh, and one now on a bit of a roll hopefully normally Fair I enough. normally I win and lose in chunks so last for the past two years I've lost like the first five or six games it's all like streaks that. yeah I'm very streaky last year I think I lost the first three and then won every single game mm-hmm. to the end of the season like didn't lose a single game with absolutely every single one um, and this year again I lost the first one I thought oh, Christ I'm going to lose the first seven and then win the next eight or something like that but no I've done alright I've done alright so far I've won that first one I'm probably not going to touch my lineup again I would, you, you start questioning yourself too much when you play fantasy football and you start chasing last week's points mm. what you've got to think about is the matchup and, and why you drafted these people in the first place it's only week three okay if you've had an injury fair enough You've got to make a decision, but if you don't, then trust your starters. 
You know, they're, they're starters for a reason. Well, you are saying that, but it does look as though yours has changed. You brought in McKinnon for Dobbins. I made one change. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you're, you're saying trust your starters. I'm like, well, you haven't. Well, McKinnon was... Co- well, like you said, Donald my running Trump. backs are... <laughs> <laughs> you're saying one thing and doing another. <laughs> <laughs> for the most part, Dave. Yeah, for no. the most part. The thing is, your wide receivers I really like, and at the moment, Thank you. Jano Smith is killing it. He's, between, mm-hmm. between week one and week two, he is the most picked up player in fantasy. Yeah, well, I drafted him as my yeah. backup for George Kittle. And, of course, I'm g- glad that I did it because... Yes. Well, that's, that's, currently out. So. That, that's one of the things I always say you have to pick up a good because you only have one tight end um, so you have to have a good tight end you can't afford to have a crap tight end you can afford to have a dodgy wide receiver in there um, but you can't have a bad so I, that's why I picked up Eric Ebron mm-hmm. and in, as my backup which I know Philly Cy was pissed about um, yeah. but yeah so I, I doing alright in fantasy this week um, the top anyone who's in our league the top kicker is still available Daniel Carlson a top kicker in the, yeah, in the NFL. He's the top kicker in the NFL. Yeah. And no one's picked him up. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I picked up Josh Lambeau. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm not picking up a Raiders kicker. Come on. <laughs> the standards are there. Yeah. <laughs> but no, waivers have just gone through. Um, I managed yeah. to pick up everything that everyone I wanted. I think the only other um, move that I was trying to make was uh, trying to lure someone in on Sunday night to trade him for Saquon Barkley. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. So I picked up Devante Freeman that's, instead. That's harsh, Dave. Trying no, to I know. prey on someone. That's no, I wasn't. Attention. I wasn't like going for sort of Ezekiel Elliott or something. I was just someone down on the depth chart who no one would really miss. I mean, I didn't know he was out for the season at that point as well. Right. Okay. Um, so I picked up Devante Freeman, who's going to be his um, replacement in New York. Again, that's just a backup move. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, like a handcuff. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. You're confident about this weekend then in your fantasy game? Uh, well, we know the predictor points don't really mean much. No, they don't. Um, but it is showing that I'm going to win. It's showing that you're going to walk it as well. Mm. Um, I'm up against uh, Paul, who's uh, the Washington Reds. Uh, oh, oh, I almost said it. Washington football team fan. Ooh. I said red, so I'm fine. <laughs> I'm up against another Denver fan, it looks like. Yeah, you are, yeah. So, but yeah, it's going to be a The team one. that I beat last week. What's interesting, though, is that he has Tom Brady, who is playing the Broncos this week. So who's going to We're getting onto your picks in a second, Dave, yeah. so let's not spoil that one. Okay. <laughs> Let's also talk about our bets then. So obviously my bet didn't come in because yep. um, Baker Mayfield didn't throw for 300 yards. No, it was you were betting that Mayfield would throw 300, Burrow threw 300, Burrow did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a bit worried because I, was, I didn't watch it on Thursday night, I watched it the next <laughs> morning. I was on morning duty with the boy, so uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I was a bit worried about that. And then obviously you can rely on Baker Mayfield not to achieve anything good. So uh, we were happy with that. He got the win. I had an eight-team accumulator. Yes. And I was a bit worried after after the Kansas game, so I cashed out. Yes. Really? Yes, I cashed out. I can show you, I can prove it, I can show you my account as well. So I'm glad I did because I had the Ravens game, um, Ravens won, and I also had the Saints game, and obviously the Saints lost <laughs> to the Raiders. So I cashed out. It should have been, I put £2.74 on. Uh, it would have returned 30 quid, so I actually got back £12.86. So Damn it, you're actually ahead then. Yes, right now... I've got twenty pounds and twelve p, yeah, and you've got nine pounds. Could you put a one pound? Yeah. So anyone who doesn't know, didn't listen to last week, we put a tenner in an account. We're going to track it. You have to do one NFL bet per week. You have to do a bet. Um, it can be. I don't know if you want to do it where instead of just going, oh, I bet that, you know, the Saints are going to beat Dallas or something. Rather than doing one bet, you have to do something a little bit more 
you know what I mean Dave we're all about showmanship here yeah, alright exactly. we're not doing a one team bet that's, that's fine as long as we want to accept that as long as you're not going into the last week going oh I just need something so I'll just do you're the one you didn't accumulate the first week eight I at team least went for eight, eight team, team yeah, accumulate yeah. you've had two, two quarterbacks going to go throw above 300 that should be the standard obviously it's Baker Mayfield so the odds were good <laughs> Uh, they both threw under 200 yards a week before yeah well again that's a that's a ballsy bet there and I almost paid it off there oh yeah it's a ballsy bet that lost so do you know what that All is right. that's a crap bet that's what that is <laughs> I won I cashed out £12.86 you chickened out with what happened hey fortune favours favors the conservative that's what it does never well, mind like the Lynn. exactly so now you're saying anything's right kind of go, oh here we go <laughs> I'm noticing a discrepancy in your in your thinking. But well, you know, I'm for the <laughs> we all know that. So um, yeah, so I've got. Go on, what's um, your bet for this week then? Twenty pounds. So I bet five pounds and twelve pence. Now the reason I've done that is you just because house it, money. It it because I have twenty pounds and twelve p. Yeah. So I just did the five and then whatever was extra. So I, this week I've gone in my bets and they work out with my predictions as well. So I've gone for a six team accumulator. Right. Okay. Um, I can just tell you who they are. We'll wait for the predictions. Uh, well, if it's just an accumulator, wait for your predictions then. Yeah, you can let so me know as you're doing. Standard it. sixteen. Standard sixteen. That's all it was. Okay. Well, I've gone for something a bit more flamboyant, Dave. <laughs> They're just an accumulator. Um, I've actually looked at one of the games in particular. Okay. From, again for my for my bet I'm looking at the Carolina Panthers and the Los Angeles Chargers uh, and I have bet that both teams are going to score at least 30 points okay I mean that's Panthers against Chargers mm-hmm. you must have got I'm guessing that's about 6 to 1 <laughs> it's actually 11 to 1 wow so okay. again I put on a pound I've done 11, another 11 to 1 bet yeah. with a pound that both teams will score at least 30 points. I mean, okay. That's... <laughs> I don't... I would not have bet on that. That's a really... I don't feel like the Chargers have got 30 points in them. When they score last week, they scored 20 last week. Yeah. And the week before, I don't think they were big scorers either. Okay. 13 the week before that. <laughs> so if you combine it, they're only just over 30. Yeah. Did you mean this season? <laughs> was that what the bet was? You know, to score thirty points at some point in the season. Okay. No, Dave. This is for the week three matchup between the Carolina Panthers and the LA Chargers. Wow. That's that's mostly down to the the Carolina Panthers' inability to stop the run, and with Austin Eckler, I think they've got a good chance to rack up a score. And if they do, if they do end up starting Herbert, if you know Tyrod Taylor has you know a, a cramp in his pinky or something and he can't play, you know, a turf toe. <laughs> then um, they've got a chance of just racking the score up. Philip Lindsay's out with turf toe. Don't start with that. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if I said with mine, but mine returns 40 pounds and 23. Okay. Well, there Um, you go. So I've got 6.85 to one. So yeah, uh, right now it puts us um, at, you're at eight pounds and I'm at 15 pounds. (laughs) Last of the big spenders. I've got to start, I'll start eventually making some money out of it. I was was mentioning this to you earlier on. I was looking at, I wanted to do a bet that accumulated uh, touchdown scorers. Mm -hmm. So I wanted Alvin Kamara on there. I wanted um, Cam Newton. And the website I used didn't offer it. It just wasn't available because I was doing it too early in the week. We won't mention who it is then in case we get a sponsorship deal from him in the future. Uh, Yeah, should do. (laughs) (laughs) I think I said who it was last week. It just wasn't available. So um, yeah, I ended up going with just a standard accumulator instead. Let's move on to the picks then, Dave. Uh, before we get your picks for week three against another challenger, we better just talk about your actual surprise victory in week I two. I did all right this week. You got 13 out of 16 yeah, correct. Yeah, rocked it. I did all right. 
<laughs> no wonder you cashed out of your uh, setting records. Yeah, but it's it <laughs> typical though. The, one of the three that I got wrong happened to be in my accumulator. Yeah, and was the last leg. So but it I'm was so the one glad. you pulled out for. So yes. You did well, the, I did also the right pulled thing. out before the Ravens game, which in hindsight I probably should have stayed in for. But I'm happy yeah. with. Yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm fine with that because I, I wasn't staying up to watch it. So I thought pull out and just get to bed. I mean, you did pick the Falcons. Yes. And they almost uh, came through for you. You yeah. picked the Eagles to beat the Rams. That obviously didn't work. Um, and then you picked the Saints to beat the Raiders. Uh, Paul, who's the Washington football team fan, yep. he got nine, so still respectable. No, do you know what? Nine's a solid score. I lost by, so hang on, I lost by four in week one. Yeah. I won by four in this one, so we're now level. <laughs> yeah, you're level overall with okay. the challenges. Uh, so we better go on to week three then. We've got picks here from Will, who's a Jags fan, yep. friend of the show. And we better go three these then. I'm not sure how many we're going to have different because... I was looking We're starting at, to get our eye in now well, with these it's, games. It's also a lot of the games this week. Some of them are just a bit they're gimmies rather than you know. There's there's not many. That never are, a gimme in the NFL. Well, there are a few. <laughs> we'll see. So I'm not sure how many differences there are going to be this week. Let's see what we can do then. Here. So the first game is Thursday night. It's the Miami Dolphins at the Jacksonville Jaguars Florida matchup. Yeah. So I was looking looking at this and I was thinking who. Not, if you look at who you fancy and who's got most weapons mm-hmm. and I'm basically looking at both teams are relatively similar in not, not being able to stop the run having difficulty with pass rush and you fancy the Jags pass rush a lot more but I'm also fancying Garner Minshew more over fit so I'm kind of sided with Jacksonville if I'm perfectly honest so you're going for the Jags are you? going for the Jags well Will's a Jags fan so he's going for the Jags well that normally means you don't go for the Jags no I know <laughs> maybe he's got a Hooked up on Minshew. I mean, that that is a terrible Thursday night game. It might turn into a brilliant Come on, Thursday that night might be game. a really good game. It's, yeah, it might be a really good game, but it's not a sexy game. You know what happens, Dave? If it's two bad teams against each other, it's a good game. Mm, not always. The Browns, seen, the Browns-Bengals game last Thursday night was pretty good. I've, the Broncos have been terrible for a few years, and I've seen some dross. So trust me, <laughs> it's not always the case. Next up then on Sunday is the Chicago Bears, fresh off a win yeah. at the Atlanta Falcons. I think this is the Falcons' offense against the Bears' defense. That's what this is going to be billed as. Um, I don't trust Trubisky, so I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. It feels dirty, but I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. We don't know how, how emotional that loss was against the Cowboys last week. Yeah, I think the offense can come off that field, though, with a head held high. I think it's one of those things where mm. is it, whenever Pittsburgh lost last year... The defence were walking away going, we did our job. Screw yeah. you lot. We did it. Because they're very much two separate teams. Mm-hmm. And the the offence can walk away going, we did all right last year, last week. It's no, we scored 39 points. But there might be the other point where you go, we, we did that and what's the point? Which is why it's the Falcons offence against the Bears defence. That's what I think the matchup is going to be. And I just, I, I, I just fancy Matt Ryan a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Will's gone for the Falcons as well. Yeah. Uh, next game is the LA Rams... At the Buffalo Bills, who are two and zero, we know. I'm, I'm LA this, Rams are one and one. I'm giving this my seal. This will be game of the week. Are you locking this? I'm not going to lock it. No, we know game of the week because it'll be really, really interesting. Okay. The Rams versus Cowboys, I, I thought was going to be my game of the week in round in um, first round of games, and it was. It was a really good game. Not sure if it was game of the week, but it was a really good yeah. game. Um, I think the Bills are probably favourite because I fancy their defense a little bit more and home advantage. Um, going all the way from LA to Buffalo in that weather it's rough even I, this time of year it's still not great I tend to agree with you if it was the other way around if the yeah. Bills were going to LA I would maybe just favour the Rams in this one because I think yep. they're quite similar absolutely uh, in overall quality but yeah you've gone for the Bills Will's gone for the Bills next game is the team <laughs> at the Cleveland Browns WFT um, mm. I'm going to so I think the 
Washington pass rush against that, oh, that Browns right. defense. Mm. Do you know what? We're, so this is the one they that I get blown up in this game if not most. And I sided with Nick Chubb. I think he's going to be the difference maker. But no, I'm going to go Washington. Go on. I'm going to go Washington. Go I, on, Chase I really, really like Ryan Washington. Kerrigan. I think they're such a good team. They've got such characters as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to come down on the Browns. So I'm going to go Washington. Okay. Well, Will's gone for the Browns, but I, I tend to agree with you on that one. I always want to yeah. give the benefit of the doubt to the, the team. So next game are the Tennessee Titans at the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I'm done with the Vikings. I am totally done with the Vikings. Every time I pick, I think them, most Viking fans are done with the Vikings <laughs> as well. I think every time I pick them, they just let me down. I mean, they could be playing the 2016 Browns, mm. and I'd still pick. Mm. I'd still pick the Browns. Um, I'm going Titans. Titans win. But but the Vikings have every single ingredient to come in and walk away with a 40 burger. Easy. But I'm going Titans. <laughs> okay, I mean, Will's gone for the Titans as well, but. Yeah. This has the, the hallmarks of a trap game for the Titans here. You know, the I don't fa- think it's a trap game. Minnesota have got some real talent. Yeah, but like you said, they're not producing at the moment. No. What I'm saying is that they, they have that potential on their day to come in and start you know, just racking the score up. The same thing happened last season. They started really badly. And mm-hmm. It wasn't until Stefan Diggs went on a podcast and started slagging off Kirk Cousins. He, um, he eventually basically uh, started throwing it downfield, and that's one thing he's not doing. Mm. Um, it's a rudderless ship at the moment, and I think it's it's one that is due to sink. Ouch. Yeah. Next game, the Las Vegas Raiders hot off a win against the New Orleans Saints. They're at the New England Patriots, who lost to the Seahawks. Uh, Patriots by a nose, I think. I can't, as, as much as I want to, I can't see the Raiders leaving Gillette with a win. It just it just feels weird to even contemplate that. It just I don't know. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but. it just feels odd. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go Patriots by nose. I think it'll be a close game. I do. I just think there's more in that Patriots team than there is in the Raiders team. But then again, I didn't think the Raiders were gonna beat New Orleans. The Saints, did you? No. <laughs> I think they play very similar times types of offense. Yeah, throwing okay. the ball behind the line of scrimmage, you know, scramble around. Josh yeah. Jacobs could have a very good day. I don't know. I don't know. But if Will's the, gone for the Patriots as well. Yeah, if if the Raiders are losing in that game, do you honestly... Oh, they're not sure they can come back. Yeah, they can't but, come back from but it. But saying that, they did have a 10-point ten, ten deficit against the, the Saints and, had, and then reeled off four straight scores, so... Yeah. I just, it just feels as though... It feels as though it's a Patriot win. And you've got the leading kicker with uh, Daniel Carlson as well. Key. I'm talking myself into this. Key. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe avoid it on the betting, guys. Yeah. Just in case. The 49ers may be able to field a full a strength team of some sort against the New York Giants. They're staying at MetLife Stadium to yep. enjoy that that turf. I'm putting a little asterisk on this one. If Jimmy <laughs> oh, no. Garoppolo starts, yeah. the 49ers will win. Okay. If he doesn't, I fancy the Giants. So what you're really asking is, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to start? start? Yeah. And I don't know the answer to that one. So in doubt, you're going to just say the 49ers, are you? It, it feels like that's what I should do. Um, they came really close last week against the Bears I know the Bears aren't as good as the 49ers but if they had been a little less conservative with their play calling they could well have come away with the win and then are we still talking about a, a kind of a shutout or you know a, an easy win for the 49ers 49ers have lost half their team basically to injuries I mean maybe Kittle's back this week so I just had a look and Niners Nation are yeah. saying that uh, he's ruled out of the game 
Um, so it will be. All right, so there you go. So we Nick Mullins. I'm going to go the Giants then. Yes. <laughs> You're going for the Giants. Yeah. Will's gone for the 49ers. Next game, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Philadelphia Eagles. So like can't win, won't win with these two teams, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Um, I think the Eagles will be too strong. I think the Bengals are improving, but I can't see them toppling the, the Eagles. And the Eagles have just got too much talent. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Bengals will not win that game. I just don't see it. They, That's I, what we said the first two weeks for the Eagles, is they were going to come away and get the win. But they yeah. didn't win against the, the football team, did they? They didn't, they, because they couldn't protect Carson Wentz. In the last game, it wasn't too bad. Mm. Well, they don't have to worry about getting hit by anyone from Cincinnati. Well, but this is true. <laughs> I, I worry for the Eagles' defence on this one. I think that if they can be a little bit more balanced between Mixon throwing it and... No, Mixon. Between Burrow throwing it and Mixon running it, then I think that the Philadelphia Eagles have got a world of trouble on this one. As much as I wouldn't like to give the Bengals a win because I'm a, a Steelers fan... I would probably go with the Bengals on that one. I don't, as a Steelers fan, I don't think you have to worry about they the Bengals came, this season. Well, no, they they came very close to beating the the Browns on Thursday night, and I think they've, I think that the Browns are better than the Eagles this season. I don't think they've turned the corner though, so I think we're going to see performances like that where they run a team close, mm. but then the next week they suck, and we're going to see that for a while. Will's gone for the Eagles, so yeah. it's a a pair there. Next up, the Houston Texans. At the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Steelers 2-0, Texans 0-2. That Texans offensive line is not stopping the <laughs> Pittsburgh pass rush. That no. Texans O-line is notoriously dodgy. Yeah. Um, and if Roethlisberger can actually get his game together and be better, because he hasn't been better this season. He's been okay. He hasn't been the Roethlisberger Better than last year. You know. I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> by that yardstick, fantastic. Yeah. Um, if he can actually get his game together, I think you can win this by a decent margin. You can have this one by half time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I genuinely feel as though that pass rush is going to be what carries you in a lot of games this season. I think this will be no different. So you're going for the Steelers? Going for the Steelers in this game. Okay. And so is Will, because you're both very sensible people. Yeah. Sometimes. The New York Jets are at the Indianapolis Colts. Jets are gash. Colts for the win. Are Jets the worst team in the league this year? Um... Anyone who wants to make that argument wouldn't have to try too hard to convince someone. I'm not necessarily sure that I could say yes without any shadow of a doubt, but who would who would be worse than them? Um, who would you put up as the competitor to that? I mean, one obvious candidate is the Broncos because we haven't played well in multiple areas. But I mean, the Jets have been terrible all over the. A field, lot of that's so. injuries, though. If yeah. you had a full strength yeah, side, still, then there's still... no way you'd be talked about in that conversation. No, I know, but that's still not. The an Jets excuse. are basically full strength. Yeah, I agree. Um, Lions haven't been great, but they've done okay. You might be, you might be one hundred percent right. I've not thought about it, but you might be right. I mean, Vikings are the other options because the Vikings have been awful. But again, you said they could put up a forty burger one week. Absolutely, you can never say will. the Jets are going to put up forty points. Um, yeah, you're probably right there. But no, I mean, in terms of the conversation, Giants again haven't been great. Oh, Giants yeah, Giants are probably second in, in some people's power rankings. That's thirty-two and thirty-one. Those Maybe. two New York sides. Yeah, you might be right. And that the Colts, I mean, we didn't really talk about it, but after week one, we were talking about Phil Rivers, and I said that he's you know, he's not the answer for them. He'd been declining for a couple of years before he even moved out of LA. So, and he didn't do an, a great job against a, no, a god awful exactly, Vikings team. He did exactly so. what we said he needed to, though rely on the run, don't give the ball away, and be 
you know, reserved somewhat. Mm. You don't, he doesn't but need... he didn't throw it as much as you thought he was going to, considering the amount of time he'd have in the pocket. Yeah. Well, the amount of time he had in the pocket was accentuated fivefold. Mm-hmm. So you, you see the amount of time he has. It's, it's insane. Um, imagine if he could move. <laughs> It'd be yeah. scary. <laughs> so you're going, you're going for the Colts in this yeah, game, right? Yeah, going for the Colts. Uh, so is Will. I, I don't blame you for that one. The LA Chargers are at home to the Carolina Panthers. It's the game I bet 30 points each on. Yeah. Originally, I had the Chargers. Um, however, I'm going to side with the Panthers. Um, Pourquoi? Well, I think two reasons. The I I much prefer Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback to I, anything that's there <laughs> yeah. uh, so far. So um, I'm siding with the Panthers because of that. I also think that the Panthers' defense, when it switches on and actually clicks into gear, because there's a lot of youth in that team, yeah. when it actually switches on, they're going to be a monster defense one day. Oh, they will be, yeah. They still a need a few, years. Yeah, they still need a bit more sort of graft in there but against a rookie quarterback this could be their their real game where they switch on and actually get some momentum um, the other reason is what what we said earlier as well if they bring back in Tarad Taylor that's doing nothing but giving positives for um, the Panthers mm-hmm. um, if not they're against a rookie quarterback in his second game well we've got a difference because Will's gone for the Chargers so that's always good to see I can see why yeah the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at the Denver Broncos Dave <sighs> Bucks, unfortunately. <laughs> two weeks in a row. Yeah. Two weeks in a row against I the mean, team. I mean, our injury list is longer than the 49ers. And that's not a joke, it really mm. is. We've lost our best linebacker, our best wide receiver, our best quarterback. It, the list goes onwards and onwards. It's it's tragic how bad we are at the moment in terms of injuries. So we're crippled by them. So I, I think it's going to be very, very difficult for us to stop the run. And if the one thing, if there's one thing that a Brady team can do is pound the run, with Even, that, yeah, yeah, and it'll be the run, it'll be little handoffs and things like that, and yeah, I, it's going to be by a thousand cuts. It's going to be very, very difficult for us to um, to really stop that that offense. The other thing we might may well struggle with, which we historically have struggled with um, against the Titans, uh, against uh, the Bucks, is uh, the possession from tight ends, and of course they've got Gronk and uh, the forgotten man. Um, OJ Howard. OJ Howard. So yeah, it's uh, there's every possibility that the Bucks could run up a decent score. Will's gone for the Bucks as well. Yeah, makes sense. Fair enough. This this one might be a quick one. It's the Detroit Lions at the Arizona Cardinals. I'm I'm a closet two two and oh. Yeah, I'm a closet Lions fan. I do. You really, are a little I bit of really do. Fan. I really do like the Lions. I really do. Um, but I can't see past the Cardinals on this one. I think. They were my sneaky good pick of the season. Last year I had the Titans, which proved to be okay. The season before I had the Panthers, which didn't quite work out. <laughs> uh, but no, the Cards are my sneaky good pick of this year. And I think the Lions will be more entertaining this year than achieving. Yeah. Um, and it'll be good next year because they'll have a new head coach. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, Will's also gone for the Cards. Yeah. So that's the that will be the favourite. You won't get much back on a, on a bet on that game. Mm-hmm. The Dallas Cowboys, fresh off their miraculous win at home, are going on the road to the Seattle Seahawks, who stopped the Patriots on the line they did. last week. That Cowboys secondary mm-hmm. versus the Seahawks wide receivers and Russell Wilson is a point I cannot get past. There's every possibility that this game's going to end up being 40-all again and things like that. I can't get past Russell Wilson versus that Cowboys secondary. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go Seattle. Absolutely have to go Seattle. Yeah, Will's gone Seattle as well. 
Uh, two games left. So yeah. the Sunday night game is the Green Bay Packers at the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, this feels like a 50-50 game. Um, if it was at Lambeau, I'm going Packers all day long. Um, I think the Saints are good enough to be one of those teams who always bounce. There's certain teams who, when they lose the following week, you don't want to be playing them because they'll come in angry and they'll destroy you. Yeah. And I don't think the Saints necessarily are that, but I don't think they're 100 miles away from it either. Um, I think it's a bad time to be playing the Saints at the Dome as well. So I'm kind of siding with the Saints a little bit more, but I can see why anyone would go for the Packers. Like Will, for example. Yes, like Will, for example. <laughs> well, he has gone for the Packers. Uh, they are the 2-0 and team. Yeah. Uh, Saints are not 2-0. and I think Packers will... Uh, sorry, Saints will win by a single score, if anything. It'll oh, be, yeah. be yeah. a short leg, yeah. It's not going to be... Yeah. If they did win, which I don't think they will, then it's going to be close. The Monday night game yeah. is the one that everyone's going to be waiting for, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens. The game that everyone thought was going to be the AFC Championship game last year, yeah. which of course didn't happen, because <laughs> Ravens can't win the playoffs. What are we going for here, Dave? I think... This is the Clash of the Titans. This is the big one in the Every AFC. time they've faced off, the Chiefs have beaten them. Yes. And I, it's, it's a real shame that it's happened so early in the season. But at the same time, it's happened People when, injured. when the Chiefs have had a bad week last week. So there's yeah. that extra storyline to it. Do you think maybe they were thinking about this game? Sometimes you get that where they're thinking they're week ahead and you're like, okay, we've got the Chargers, but we've actually got the Ravens in two weeks. So Under most, under most circumstances... I would probably agree, but this is an Andy Reid team, and mm. normally that wouldn't be a case. But you're not going to be able—I'm not going to be able to convince myself that that wasn't the case. Yeah. It may may well be, um, but yeah, I, I feel as though Kansas should win this game. But I'm I'm going to go for the Ravens. Going for <laughs> yeah. Home field advantage. I'm going for the Ravens. All right, well, we've gone for the Chiefs, so it's nice to see another little split there. Uh, I wouldn't want to call it, but if I if my life was on the line, I'd go with the Chiefs always because they can make magic happen. As long as Mahomes is healthy and he's on the field, then they can win that game. And that's it. Those are the picks for week three. That was the review for week two. Uh, hopefully we've covered off everything for you guys. The only thing I was going to mention, my six... T- so I was going to go through and mention which six... Oh, yeah, yeah, you didn't do that, did you? I haven't. Um, so I've got the... and it, So... This is a bit of a, a weird one because I've actually gone against my picks on one of them, but that was a 50-50 between um, Washington and the Browns. So I've actually gone the Falcons, Eagles, Steelers, Browns, Cards, and Bucks. So they're my six. Oh, you bet against the Broncos then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've done it again. Oh, absolutely I have. Um, yeah, cause I <laughs> You're going to have to hand in your Denver card at this rate. Really. It's, it's realism. <laughs> I can't be accused of being against my team when I'm right every week. <laughs> I got us nailed on. Now, first, nah, week, first week, week I went with us against the Titans. Um, this week, not so sure. Um, so, yeah. Fair enough. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. If you have any questions about your team, uh, you'd like us to answer, make sure you use the Twitter handle at NFL Fan Support. Um, we're, we did get some messages in, but they were all about injuries, so I thought we'd just cover them off in the in the games anyway. So, yeah, if you've got any questions about your team, uh, where you think they should be, or where you th- what you think they're doing wrong, uh, please let us know at NFL Fan Support on Twitter. Also at jimintheking.com, at DenverDave30 as well, if you want to contact Dave specifically to say why he shouldn't be betting against his own team. <laughs> in the accumulator. Um, but other than that, we're going to go away and come back in next week. Yeah, you question my methods and I'll show you a big bed of money. That's what <laughs> I'll do. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah you do that. <laughs> All right, well, until next week, I've been Jim. That's been Never Damon. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah.